Busey Wealth Management, we're proud to partner with individuals, families, and foundations, ensuring possibilities become achievements. From preserving and enhancing your assets to securing your legacy for future generations, we're focused on your success. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth. Since 1868, member FDIC. It is Friday, May 12th. It is six minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Congratulations. Give yourself a big old pat on the back. You made it to Friday and the sun is shining across central Indiana. A glorious day we will have. However, we are starting the show talking about the Duke, the Duke of Spendingburg. He is being quite vocal. He is not endorsing Donald Trump as the Republican nominee for 2024. What is that? Is that a disendorsement, an unendorsement, an anti-endorsement? What do you call that? Well, if I were running for public office, I can't think of anyone I would rather have endorse against me disendorse you than Todd Young. So, uh, yes, the Duke of Spendingburg, uh, you may, for those who are new to the program, may not know, we call him the Duke of Spendingburg because he is the highest spending Republican in the United States Senate uh, and has uh, defeated many Democrats also in the process, including Bernie Sanders. So, thus, we have dubbed him the Duke of Spendingburg. So, Todd Young comes out yesterday, Spendingburg, whatever we're calling him these days, and he makes this big announcement that he will not support Donald Trump in 2024, which that's fine in a primary. Clearly, we have already staked our lot to another gentleman caller, Mm -hmm. uh, Ron DeSantis, and that's fine. Everybody can have their... their favorites, right? But I think there were some things that stood out to this, uh, on this, to me. Number one is the reason that he gave. Yep, he was asked why, and his answer was, where do I begin? Yes, and then he proceeds to go into this long... uh, Casey, the Republicans in the United States Senate have some very disturbing fetish with Ukraine. Like, I don't know when the blinds are shut if Todd Young dresses up like Zelensky. I don't know what he does, but, and look, Todd Young always does, and we've said this many, many times, Todd Young will always do what his adult supervision, Mitch McConnell, tells him to do. When they they walk into the State House every day, or the uh, U.S. Capitol every day holding hands, and he asks him, Daddy, what are we voting on today, and how do we vote? And Mitch McConnell made it very clear when he chopped the legs off from the House Republicans in December, when he passed that spending agreement and Todd voted for that, that Ukraine mm-hmm. was the most important thing to the Republicans. Not you being able to buy food, not you being able to afford gas, not the southern border, not national security. Ukraine was far more important to the United States Senate Republicans than you, a law-abiding, tax-paying American. And Todd Young has said this again because he has come out and made this announcement because he's mad about Trump's answer on Ukraine at the CNN town hall. Yep, he said, I think President Trump's judgment is wrong in this case. Russian President Vladimir Putin and his government have been engaged in war crimes. That's why I don't intend to support him for the Republican nomination. It all came down to Ukraine for him. Now, look, I am, you and I, well, I I assume you, I think you, and I know Kev, and so I'll just say all three of us. All three of us are out on the blame for this guy because uh, we, we want no part of him. We know what he is. 
Uh, Todd Young is a piece of trash. He's a guy who didn't get the signatures to get on the ballot. The only reason he became a U.S. senator was because Susan Brooks' husband was his attorney, and he may or may not have had a donor on the election board that said it doesn't matter. You don't have to follow the rules. This guy was the hand-chosen person. He was funded fully by Mitch McConnell. Uh, I have known what Todd Young is and have talked about what Todd Young is for about six years now on this radio station. But the people who have supported him repeatedly and put him back in office. We told you what he would be if you reelected him. And so many people said, no, we'll hold him accountable this time. Uh-huh. Well, it doesn't appear that there's any sort of accountable holding because he's stabbing conservatives back left and right in the back at a new level, even than before he was reelected. Okay. So young is only one of four Senate GOP incumbents that Trump did not endorse for reelection. So this is, this is going both ways. They just don't like each other at this point. That's what it seems like. Well, and don't forget, now, Todd Young, and we were, again, telling anybody who would listen at the time, when Todd Young was first running for U.S. Senate, he went on some special little powwow retreat down to, I believe it was Florida, and met with a bunch of mega money people who were wholly invested in trying to stop Trump from getting the nomination. So Todd Young has been a never-Trumper since the very beginning. So this is nothing new. And again, everybody's able to have their favorites. It's no problem. It's the bizarro Ukraine above Americans fetish that the Senate Republicans have that is deeply deeply disturbing. Okay, so Mike Braun, where does he stand? Well, he was asked the same question about Trump, and he said it's not that difficult. I think when it comes to the candidate that can portray what was working so well pre-COVID, we know who that was. It was President Trump. So it sounds like Braun will be endorsing Trump, whereas Young not. Here's the other part, and I think this is the most disturbing thing of the Duke of Spendingburg's little uh, little tough guy presentation yesterday. We have said, look, we like Ron DeSantis. Maybe he'll run for president. Maybe he won't. But we have said whoever the Republican nominee is, short of it being Liz Cheney, uh, we will vote for an orange peel, and an orange peel would be better than Liz Cheney. We will vote for an orange peel over Joe Biden. My shoe is better than Joe Biden. Because every single person who actually cares about this country and not just doing what their adult supervision slash daddy in the Senate tells them to do, a la Todd Young, has a vested interest in getting Joe Biden out of office because this country cannot sustain four more years of the Biden administration. So... Any person who remotely cares about this country at all, Mm -hmm. if they're asked, would you support Donald Trump if he's the nominee? Yes, I would support a burrito from Taco Bell if he were the nominee over Joe Biden. And Todd Young would not answer that question yesterday. You know, what's interesting is you say four more years and Joe Biden was trolling Trump after his CNN town hall meeting. And Joe Biden said, it's simple, folks. Do you want four more years of that? If you don't pitch into our campaign. Todd Young is proving what we have said for a very, very long time. And I hope someday Todd will have the courage uh, to come on this show. We don't need any big burly sheriff's deputies with hands on their firearms like at the Stax Pancake House. We don't need Igor, the evil, awful assistant, strong-arming people into not videotaping Todd. Uh, we don't need Todd moving aggressively uh, towards me when he had the big burly deputy behind him. Just me and Todd, Spendingberg, just us and our 
just our little bitty audience here. We can sit down and we can talk about some of these things because Todd Young repeatedly proves what we say on this show every single day. There are no difference. There is no difference between the Republicans and Democrats. Todd Young is not upset that the de- what the Democrats are doing to this country. He's just upset that he's not in charge to enrich his donor and lobbyist friends. That's what this is about. The fact that you will not commit to supporting whoever, if it's, tr- I mean, it's going to be Trump or DeSantis. It's going to be one of these two people. Whoever the Republican nominee is tells you everything you need to know about who Todd Young is as a politician, about who he is as an elected official, and about who he is as a human being. He does not care about this country if you will not commit to supporting anyone Mm -hmm. against Joe Biden. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And how did Trump do during that CNN Republican presidential town hall? Well, he brought in 3.3 million viewers. And that was enough for the network to beat all of its cable rivals in that time slot in prime time, at least for that night. So let's see. CNN beat MSNBC. They also beat Fox News. So what does that mean? Okay, well, it's four times more the average number reached in that demo during that typical 8 p.m. program. Which English, is, Casey. You're reading. You have to speak in English to people. What that means... They did four times better Okay, very good. than you, Anderson Cooper perfect. normally does. There we go. Perfect. That's what people need to know. And they beat Fox by about two and a half times. They had about two and a half times the amount of viewers. Obviously, Fox in a free fall without Tucker, but even the reduced audience of Fox uh, still markedly, it's clear people left Fox to go watch this thing. Now, what is interesting, they did about 3.3-ish million viewers, Mm -hmm. depends on kind of what you, uh, if you put the live streaming in, it's about 3.41 according to CNN. However, this is markedly smaller than the town hall television audience he was getting in 2020. Previous ones. Yeah. So CNN and the country might be better served if Trump took that time slot. Give (laughs) Trump the show. Become the elder statesman. He can do a daily broadcast. About five-ish million in 2020. Now, again, every town hall is a little different. Some there might have been a little more. Some there might have been a little less. But I think it was Fox News who pointed out, hey, we had this guy on in 2020. And and they did, uh, they only did about Five, we did we did about 5.1 million viewers. So you're off, what is that, 20, uh, 20-ish percent, roughly, 25%. So clearly some interest, but not... And we talked about this yesterday, mm-hmm. that the Trump thing, it's like a TV show. You've kind of seen it. Are you still going to watch your favorite show after seven years? Yes. Is there the insane enthusiasm? Usually no. And I think that's kind of where you are with Trump. Yeah, there's some attrition going on. Okay, so coming up later in the hour, we have the Noblesville mayor, Chris Jensen. He's going to join us, talk about the new stadium that's being built there. You mean that monstrosity they're building out there in Noblesville? And you, uh, you're you going to put it to him. We'll see what he has to say coming up. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between.
22 minutes after 9, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Did you know that it's Teacher Appreciation Week? Did you know I once saw the Rolling Stones at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway from the fifth row? I've heard this story. I was as close to you and me as it was me and Mick Jagger. Could you see up his nose? Oh, he Did was, you know what flavor he was, gum he was chewing? He was sweating on you he and everything. moving. He was dancing. I about died of heat exhaustion, but gosh darn it, Casey, it was totally worth it. So Indiana rep Rudy Yakum is giving his wife a shout out for Teacher Appreciation Week. She is a teacher and he says thanks for all you do to educate and enrich the lives of the next generation. Hey Hoosiers, Congressman Rudy Yakum here. I'm coming to you from my DC office, actually away from my family, and wanted to give a shout out to my wife Sally Ann, who's a third grade school teacher back home in Indiana, as well as all Hoosier teachers for the work that you do during this Teacher Appreciation Week, but really year round, educating the next generation of students. Our country wouldn't be what it is today without the teachers who take the time and invest in the next generation. So thanks for the work that you do. We appreciate you. I like how he said that he was from his D.C. office letting you know that he's working. He's working very hard. Here's the question I have, Casey. There's always an appreciation for this, Mm -hmm. an appreciation for that. When is the Taxpayer Appreciation Week? Because, and look, there are many fine teachers, and God bless you if you're a person who actually cares about educating kids rather than indoctrinating them. But none of the stuff exists without the taxpayer. Mm -hmm. Like the buildings they teach in, the gyms the kids play in, the salaries that people take home. And look, look, it's teacher whatever, so we're talking about teachers. When is the Taxpayer Appreciation Week? I know just Rudy never cuts a video thanking the taxpayers for the trillions of dollars we send in for him and his Republican friends in the Treasury to plow through every single year. When is the video for the taxpayers? That could be a new holiday. I like it. Memorial Day, 4th of July, Taxpayer Day. Also trending this morning is Net Lodge X. They were named as one of the best places to work in the entire state of Indiana from the Indiana Chamber of Commerce. They were doing a big awards dinner the other day, and Net Lodge X was named number one. And finally, here's Kamala Harris. She's making a very weird coconut tree reference. I have no idea what she's talking about. It seems like a real-life episode of The Office. So cringy. Everything is in context. My mother used to, she would give us a hard time sometimes and she would say to us, I don't know what's wrong with you young people. You think you just fell out of a coconut tree? (laughs) You exist in the context of all in which you live and what came before you. (laughs) When your audience doesn't laugh. And you laugh. There's a there's read a, the room. There's an episode of Family Guy where Peter Griffin is running for I think it's school board, mm-hmm. and he says famously, "You take the good, you take the bad, mm-hmm. you take the rest, and there you have my opening statement." <laughs> sit, Ubu, sit, good mm-hmm. dog. Right. That's about the level on a daily basis we get from the, this woman. She sounds drunk. Meanwhile, keep in mind this is the woman who is in charge of the southern border. She is the czar. All right. When we come back, Casey, look, we have to uh, give credit. There is nothing we enjoy more than when we rip on a politician that he immediately raises his hand and says, I would like to address 
said issue mm-hmm. for which you were ripping, and yep. I will gladly come on your show. And we think that is a, a prime example of how the politician should behave. And, well, we have been very critical of that big monstrosity that they're about to use uh, $36.5 <laughs> million on in, in Noblesville to um, – help the very rich Indiana Pacers have essentially a uh, uh, very discounted, if not uh, pretty much outright free stadium. And the mayor of Noblesville, Chris Jensen, said, uh, I would like to come on and discuss why you people are, are wrong. totally wrong on he this. He says Rob Kendall is wrong, and we're going to hear about it next on 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here. Casey, we have a very special guest in our studio. Mayor. Uh, that's the nicest thing I've been called this morning. You know, we love it, Casey, when we are critical of a government official in some capacity, and he says, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> we love that. The mayor of Noblesville, Chris Jensen, joins us now. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. You are. You should have this job. Oh, I don't know. I don't know, man. You, you, you do a pretty good job at it. You know, usually with politicians, we've got to be like, speak up. Tom. So the secret to that, after college, I was a cruise uh, cruise director for six months. Oh, that was my little. It's been so long ago, I forget about it. But that was really good vocal training. You're what? like Julian Love. Well, absolutely, the love. Bo. Are you being serious? I'm dead serious. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted. I went to Butler. It was from Noblesville. I felt like I needed to get away and do something crazy. It's great. It was wonderful. Hey, okay. did you see that the Butler Bulldog graduated this year? Uh, really? Yeah, they're gonna have to get a new one. Oh, really? Well, that would be. So I was there when they had the original Butler Blue okay. back in the day. So this is number. This should be number four, I believe, of uh, Bulldog. Dogs. Okay. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a great mascot. Great school. All right. So uh, we uh, we love that you're here. We love when uh, the politicians own what they're doing, and you're here today. We think you're clinically insane for giving the Pacers thirty-six and a half million dollars for a stadium. That, well, it's a G League team. In fairness, it's it's not the Pacers. The Mad Ants is what they're called now. Uh, City of Noblesville striking a, a big deal to provide a stadium for that team. Uh, you think we are dead wrong in saying you're clinically insane? Why is this great for Noblesville? Yeah. I think you. I think you just classified it wrong. We didn't give the Pacers thirty-six and a half million dollars. We're investing in a thirty-six and a half million dollar arena for the city of Noblesville. We will own it. The Pacers will be renting it forty days out of the year to spur economic growth on our east side. We will then program that over three hundred days as part of our long-term uh, entertainment and sports strategy. So this is not the Pacers arena. This is the city of Noblesville arena that they are renting for a million dollars a year for forty days of usage. Okay, how long though? Is it a ten-year? It's contract? a ten-year contract with eligible for renewal. Um, you know, which is, I, we felt pretty comfortable with that. 10 years is a, is a decent amount of time. My goal is after year eight that it makes perfect sense that they re-up. But worst case scenario, we own the asset. We'll program it. Actually, by we, a private operator will program that because I do believe that I am a small government conservative. Rob and I can talk about that in a minute. Oh, oh you're not going and, to uh, pull that out <laughs> here. No, go ahead. So, uh, and, and so we will we will continue programming, hopefully re-up with them for another 10 years and keep going because it's so successful. All right. So I did a little math. I'm but a product of the public education system, and you've got uh, 71,000-ish residents in Noblesville. Yep. Is that correct? Yep. So that's like 514 bucks a person uh, for the cost of this, if my public school math and my handy-dandy cellular telephone calculator is correct. And what do you say to the person who says, wow, 514 bucks? I'm not going to be going to the ball games. I'd much rather have that money go to my sidewalks or my bridges or my streets. Well, first of all, you got to back that math out a little bit more because it's, it's bonded over 23 years. 
Uh, so, so it's paid off over 23 years. Uh, year one, we're estimating a 20 to $30 million economic impact for the city of Noblesville in year one of this project. How do you so, do that? How do you say that, well, this is what it's going to generate? I mean, the, they were saying the attendance at the games, the paid attendance, somewhere around a lot of them, 1,400-ish people. How do you how do you come up with that? Yeah, number? our goal, uh, the plan is to max this out and have about 65,000 new people visit Noblesville every single year just for Pacers game, just for those 40 days. So I think that's where the math comes in. Again, you have it over 300 days throughout the year that are going to be programmed for other events like IHSAA events, for volleyball events, for pickleball tournaments, for graduations. The, li- the list goes on. We're partnering with Live Nation down the street to look at some concert opportunities there. So this is really playing the long game. This is funded through TIFF, so it's coming out of a, a TIFF, TIFF bond. Um, so again, th- I understand the perspective that you're bringing. I just think that it's a flawed perspective and I think it's one that needs to be looked at long term in terms of the economic impact for the city. Okay, let's talk about when the stadium will be finished. Yep. 24-25? Yeah, so their goal is to break ground this fall. They'll be in at some point in time during the 24-25 season. And where's it going to be located? So the goal is on uh, Finch Creek, which is a city-owned uh, park, 200 acres off of Bowden Road, just up the street from Ruoff or Clips, Verizon, Deer Creek is what it ultimately should be called. They're the music center about a half mile up the road from that. Now, are you going to subsidize some of this cost with some naming rights? And yep, do you have so, anybody in the pike? So the Pacers are actually responsible for that. They're going to be seeking the naming rights of that of that field. That was part of the agreement. They will bring uh, the, the naming rights to that so our goal is again to have as much private partners in this as possible that um that that it is a very minimal burden on the taxpayer of noblesville chris jensen the mayor of noblesville our guest we're talking about the uh, big stadium being built in uh, in noblesville uh okay so are you and the noblesville city council just the world's most brilliant people if this is such a great idea why did fort wayne where the mad ants play now why did they let them get away why weren't your fellow competitors uh, in central indiana doing something similar you know i can't speak for fort wayne you'd have to you'd have to ask them about about that this is a business decision the pacers have made to relocate their franchise in and around their current nba franchise um that is what drove that business decision and i think some of our other neighbors to the east west south and all around would have loved the opportunity the pacers approached us uh it's part of a more a broader strategy in central indiana to grow the sports culture um and we're honored to be a part of it and i'm proud that noblesville was positioned to to be the uh to be the to capitalize on this opportunity okay so the mad ants have been playing at the war memorial coliseum Mm, in fort wayne so what now it's going to sit empty do you feel bad for fort wayne well certainly i i I doubt any good strategy would leave that that coliseum empty you know i i certainly believe it was probably a bittersweet day for fort wayne i went on fort wayne tv that day Mm -hmm. and i knew there those questions would come um but much like i'm not a i'm not a resident of fort wayne but i've been to many tin caps games i would invite anyone from fort wayne to come down and enjoy the team down here but i'm not going to deny that i'm sure it was a bittersweet day now this is going to be the second team that's going to be in hamilton county you also have the indy fuel playing um like competition how many so this arena is about half the size of what is being built for the indy fuel and fishers it's done intentionally that way uh the hamilton county tourism is kind of calling out this size of stadium that we're building 3500 people as a really needed size arena in hamilton county so it's part of a larger strategy around tourism in hamilton county and central indiana as a whole uh again the mayor of noblesville chris jensen our guest and see casey see what a fine job the mayor's doing i still think he's completely nuts but he's not being held against his will he's free to come and go as he pleased he went and you know was entered in with the with a greeting and a handshake why don't more politicians come on this show and do like you're doing now you're doing fine holding your own you're totally wrong but you're holding your own if i can comment you know i think one of the breakdowns (laughs) of society right now is that we're not willing to go on and talk to people that maybe we don't agree with or see
see differently. We have to be better about that going forward. I'm never afraid. You're humans. We all put our pants on one leg at a time. I'm honored to be here, and more people should do it. Okay, so what do you say to the folks who say, wow, my property taxes are through the roof. It's uh, record highs. I'm struggling to pay my uh, mortgage. I, I am looking for help. No one in the state is not helping me. And then I got my local government building. You know, I think we all agree. Hey, roads, bridges, sidewalks, yep. the police, the fire department, that's all fine use of, of uh, tax money. But now we're building big stadiums. And what do you say to the people who are struggling to pay the mortgage? You know, Rob, you're a former local elected official as well. You know that this is the form of, of, of this is the system that's been put in place for property tax assessment. And it's a flawed system. And I think we're all trying to work from the legislature down to county government. We're working with our township government. All of us are looking at ways to give property tax relief to work. And, and from my my seat, we're investing in long-term assets to diversify our economy, to grow our economic base, to keep our taxes um, at a consistent level going forward. And, and again, this is being built using funds that are not coming from single-family property tax revenue. So I respect them. I understand. I hear it too. And we're working every day to, to make it better for folks in Noblesville and Hamilton County and hopefully the state. All right. You touched on it just a little bit, but go keep going. What is the future of Noblesville in your opinion? So I think, you know, Noblesville will be the largest city in Hamilton County where we are on track to probably double our population in the next 20, 25 years. We'll be probably in the top, we're the ninth largest city now. We'll be probably in the top 10 in the state. We're the second fastest growing community. I think you're going to have a, a, a city for everybody. You have a historic downtown with the White River flowing through it. You have an a entertainment and sports corridor on the east side. You have Morris Reservoir. Uh, you have high-tech, innovative companies. You have advanced manufacturing. You have something for everybody. I think we'll be a leader in, in Central Indiana and certainly even the state. All right, before we go, you have endorsed Suzanne Crouch. I have. I got a big press release in my inbox, so I assume you want people to know that. Sure. Okay, can we go there? Can we talk about that? <laughs> sure, for, absolutely. Uh, for proud, a proud to do it. All right, so, uh, you know, you, you are a professed uh, conservative, which I have no reason to doubt. Uh, you know, you seem like an honest man who could pass a lie detector test. Uh, she has been the right-hand woman of Eric Holcomb. No objections during the mass mandates, the shutdowns, the business closures, the tax increases, the Malik Muhammad VIP meet and greet. How do you square as a conservative endorsing a person who has been the right-hand person of Eric Holcomb? You know, I see Suzanne Crouch as someone who's been a former county chair, a county official, a county uh, commissioner, you know, a state representative, state auditor, and now lieutenant governor. There's nobody better qualified. She has been a lifelong conservative. She is a an absolute Hoosier conservative, and um, you know we don't always agree on everything. Everyone that we are around, you know, do. But I, I believe Suzanne Crouch is best positioned with a with a policy for the future of, of Indiana that I believe in, and I'm proud to endorse her. What, what? But what? What is that? I mean, which which one of those things did I lay out? Do I mean do we object to any of the? The things I just said, that uh, the Malik Muhammad meet and greet, we know that happened. The shutdown of society, the tax increases. I mean, there's... What in that is like, oh, yeah, she's very conservative. You know, I am focused on what she can provide the future of the state of Indiana. And I and I respect your opinions on, you know, different policies that the, the state has done in the past. And I'm sure she has varying opinions on some of that as well. But I'm, I'm focused on what she can do for the future of Indiana. And I believe in that. OK, well, uh, if I still have a job here in 10 years, we're going to bring you back. All right. And we're going to evaluate the stadium. And uh, look, I don't live there, so I don't have to pay it. But I, I hope it works out for you, man. I really do. And by the way, we give you huge credit for coming in here and we hope it is more proof just like with becky cash last week that uh that we can all get along 
Well, hopefully I can have to wait 10 years to come back in here. <laughs> no, no, you're welcome yeah. anytime. And, and we just think we just want you to do uh, cruise announcements. Chris, do you have any aspirations for higher office? Yeah, I have the best job in the world. So I'm going to focus on what I'm doing. I've obviously signed up for four more years and we're going to go from there. I have four young kids at home who don't care that I'm the mayor of Noblesville. They're not impressed with what I do every mm-hmm. single day. My wife doesn't either. Um, so I'm going to focus on doing what I'm doing and growing my hometown. Uh, Chris Jensen, the mayor of Noblesville. Thank you, my friend, and good luck with your uh, monstrosity. Thanks, guys. <laughs> You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It is 947. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So what's going on at the border? A lot. Title 42 expired at midnight in its place. Title 8. You remember Title 8, right, yeah, Casey? sure. You remember Title 8. Of course I do. Uh, Alejandro Mayorkas said that it would carry more severe consequences for migrants. Title oh. 8 would. Would you like to know what the severe consequences sure, are? Sure, yes, absolutely. So please. under Title 42, it took them about uh, half an hour to go through the processing. With Title 8, it's going to take an hour. Oh, well, yes, so, that seems like a so very... So 30, 30 more minutes. Very government thing. Of course, there have been 6.3 million, well, more than that probably now, but the last update was 6.3 million illegal immigrants crossing the border since Biden became president and they have taken one of the remaining tools they had in the toolbox out with Title 42 now expiring. Of course, there is now a cavalcade of illegal immigrants trying to pour across the southern border. Many of them will do so quite effectively. Mm -hmm. And that is what the Democrats want because that is a reliable generation of likely Democrat voters dependent upon government services. And of course, the Republicans aren't doing anything to stop them because, well, Republicans are invested in cheap labor for their big business donors. So as usual, Casey, Everyone in Washington is working against the American Have people. you seen the videos, the people lined up, the people yes. crossing the Rio Grande? Many people are wondering if Biden is working with the coyotes. Not the Mexican government, but the coyotes yeah. down there. And it seems like it's possible. So Trump uh, went on his Truth uh, social media website and he had some commentary on Biden and the border. Final remnants of Title 42. Joe Biden has officially abolished what remained of America's borders and turned the United States into a dumping ground for illegal aliens from all over the world. We've become a third world nation. At this very moment, illegal aliens are lined up by the tens of thousands ready to break into our country, knowing that even if they are caught, Joe Biden will order them immediately released into American communities. And many of these people are very dangerous. Under Biden, our border is gone. Our sovereignty is gone. Our national security is gone, and we are quickly becoming that third world nation that I've been talking about for so long. It's happening to us, if you can believe that. The United States of America is now a third world nation. On day one of my new administration, I will end this travesty and restore the sovereign borders of the United States of America. And he went on and on and on and on, and it's a shame that he because he's spot on on this and i think a board the border is somewhere that he could gain traction but like you know we've talked about the last couple days he just gets all put up in the wash with him that i think people who don't like him are just going to tune him out but he's he's absolutely right i mean the border is a joke 
it's a crisis. It's a travesty. I mean, you are totally reshaping this country and what America is, and your government is actively working against you. Okay, so one thing that the House GOP did do was they passed the Secure the Border Act, and this is to rebuild the wall, deploy tech. What, are they going to send drones down there so we can watch everybody coming in? Uh, Require transparency on illegal crossings. They hope to end catch and release and also strengthen the uh, asylum process, which means, you know, adding that half hour to the process. Strengthening. 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 Strengthening it, yes. Hey, Kev, when you go to the BMV and it takes you forever to get through, they're strengthening the process for you. Did you know that? That's what it is. (laughs) It's not government incompetence. It's it's, they're strengthening the process. They're making you a stronger person. Right. Hey, we were going to play this clip of my orcas, but I decided that I would not subject our audience to this. Some breaking news. Yeah. A very sad news. What's that? Well, uh, I guess sad is exactly what would be the exact opposite of sad. (laughs) Happy. Well, it's only I guess it would be happy, except for the person who's going to replace her was also involved in the bad doings in question. Uh, Dr. Box, our old friend, Dr. Box, gynecologist, Mm -hmm. the uh, state health commissioner, uh, she has announced that, uh, I guess, putting over a million people out of work, uh, closing down tens of thousands of businesses, trying to put you in jail for not wearing a mask, um, being the architects of all of those things. Mm -hmm. She's ready to, well, to walk off into the sunset and call it a career. Dr. Box, gynecologist, um, she's retiring. She's going to hang up the stethoscope. Does she say why? Uh, I have not seen that yet. I just saw it reported. Nikki uh, Kelly over at the Capitol Chronicle. You may remember, uh, Casey, Dr. Box. Now, I don't know if you were here yet, but uh, we had a little breaking news last year when Dr. Box, gynecologist, uh, she went on statewide television and was still finger wagging at people about oh. wearing wearing a mask. Yeah. And of course, we all know now the mask didn't work and didn't help anything. But uh, she was on there uh, lecturing. And then again, you know, when I think of people who I would want to oversee a pandemic, a gynecologist would certainly come not to in any way uh, demean the great work that gynecologists across the fruited plain do. I just don't know. I thought there were usually, what do they call them, epidemiologists? Mm-hmm. Aren't those the people who usually understand the pandemics and viruses and things of that nature? But Holcomb in a very a very bold move did go with Dr. Box, gynecologist, as the state health commissioner during the pandemic. And you may remember she was finger wagging at people about not wearing their mask. And then, well, in a little birdie, just one day, just on my front doorstep, dropped off a manila envelope full of photos. And one of those was Dr. Box at her kids' very highly attended wedding, not wearing a mask. Not wearing a mask. Oh, not following her own rules. So do we know who the new state oh, health commissioner is Oh, we sure do, Casey. And it's, uh, well, you know, remember in The Godfather where it's like the new Godfather, Al Pacino, was even more vicious than the original Godfather, yeah. Marlon Brando? Uh-huh. I think this may be what we're in store for here because old uh, old Lindsay Weaver, who uh, you may remember her from all the various Holcomb press conferences, sitting in the background, nodding approvingly. She was just short of a pennant and a foam finger from being uh, the number one fan of the Holcomb shutdowns and lockdowns. Uh, she... Um, she is now going to be the new uh, the new health commissioner. Is so this, uh, effective immediately? Do we have a two week notice? Well, I'm still, when, when does this take place? Still some breaking news here, so we'll uh, try to get to the bottom of that, and uh, we'll let you know if we know. I would assume it's oh May 31st. There we go. Yes, May 31st. Okay, so right the there. end of the month we have so, a new uh, change. Uh, 
I'd like to thank uh, Dr. Box, gynecologist, um, for all the colossal amount of damage that she did uh, to our state. Um, no, thank is not the right word. In fact, the word I'd like to use, I can't say on these airwaves. So, well, on behalf of millions of Hoosiers whose lives, Dr. Box, gynecologist, you and the governor destroyed and for all the colossal damage you did to our economy i'd just like to tell you you're number one mm. <laughs> and you can decide what finger i'm holding up as i'm yes. telling you you're number one hey coming up we're gonna speak with daniel elliott tell everybody who daniel elliott he is. is the state treasurer and he is one of about three politicians i really like what does he do we're gonna find out coming up from 93 wibc it is kendall and casey thanks for listening this morning mm-hmm.